now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to another episode, and this is the this is I have an episode title. We haven't done this in a while. Off the rip, um, this is our fight week. Um, and what I mean by that is the boys are battling this week. It's 10 p.m. here on the East Coast. I mean, 10 15. We're just busy bees. I mean, the boys could not find a great time to record this week. So we're going to be fighting through this episode, battling through it. Um, and we Much start like with my weekend, though, just fighting through bets, fighting for my life. In Nashville, you know, yeah, it's a common you, just gotta, you just gotta accept it's just gonna be hard out there some days. I think I've, I've, I'm just like whatever. Like I got to do so much. I go, I gotta go to Raleigh tomorrow. I gotta be at the office at seven thirty a.m. It's ten fifty. It's ten fifteen now. I gotta be there at seven thirty a.m. Haven't packed. Haven't you know cleaned myself up? Gotta gotta shave the neck. Gotta trim the beard. Gotta pack. <laughs> um, you know, so it's gonna be a rough morning. Because uh, I'm not doing any of that tonight, honestly. God, I'm going to bed right after this. So we're in a battle. We're going to find a way. We're going to find a way, guys. Chad, you're in the office. Were you in the office till nine today? Uh no, I left at a little after eight. Wow, what a day for the guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll be up for like an hour and a half editing this and getting all those things made, and then I gotta go to the bank before work tomorrow. So. Just a lot going on this week, you know. Wow, a lot. But that's usually how it is after a long weekend, you know. I you will think say this: one day off is a good idea, and then everything just smacks you around. Oh, dude, brutal! I hate, I hate the long Monday, like holiday Monday. I don't know, just a mess. I um hit a walk-off home run in softball tonight. Pretty electric. <laughs> Pretty wow. electric. The Dingers uh, improved to three and two now. Um, after a two-game skid, we're back in the winning record column. So big, big as we head into the back half of the year. But um, yeah, we're also battling like lockwise college football locks so far. I'm two and four on my locks on the show. Brutal start after after a really solid season last year. Terrible. Not as Terrible. bad as I'm, I'm two and four. John's two and four. Chad currently one and five. Uh, oh lord! Yeah, this, this last week, though, my locks specifically suffered. I actually didn't do horrible on the weekend. I was right around five hundred, but the three that I thought I liked the most heading yeah. into the weekend just yeah. lost, lost, lost. So mm. we're gonna turn it around this weekend. You know, I was telling my group chat last year. I started way too hot, got cocky, and like week five on was just a bloodbath. So yeah, I'm hoping that we can reverse course this year. No, Folks. I'm about. I'm probably I've placed too many wagers. I'd say on the young season between week zero and one. I think I'm like, like twelve and seventeen or twelve and eighteen. It's definitely not been a very good start. Um, but there's plenty of time to reverse the course. It could be a lot worse. Truthfully, you know, it's not. It's not been like absolutely horrible. Chad, how about you? Oh, it, it's been bad. It's just like my record. But folks, let me tell you something. You know, week zero, I finished down a few units. But 
I went about in terms of I probably had 15 plays this past weekend. I was caught three and twelve. Um, but I, I you know oh. what saved me? The oh. accidental Thursday evening max unit play, four hundred dollar bet on Penn State minus three. So Folks, you probably had a profitable you. weekend, didn't you? Overall. It was a it was a profitable yeah, weekend. That's so crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I didn't know that. That's how that's how your weekend was gonna go when you accidentally fucked up and then got rewarded by just a massive win. One of the better games of the weekend too. Yeah, I did not deserve to win another bet. The like starting Friday, so I'm okay with it. But I'm just I'm ringing the board very poorly right now. Not even close. Um, so. Recap week one, get into it a little bit from a non-betting perspective. Um, I, I guess we just go biggest takeaways would probably be the best way to do it unless you want to hit on some of the major games to recap, Connor. No, for me, it's Georgia, really, really good. Clemson, kind of good. BC offensive line, just absolutely atrocious. I don't even want to talk about that game. There were so many things that went wrong. Just jerk holding on the ball, offensive line not blocking, illegal men down the field, the defense just letting up a 12-play, 90-plus yard drive to lose it, just getting run down their throats. Horrible week one. Congrats to Rutgers, who will later beat Ohio State this year. But uh, uh, my last wow. takeaway actually is Notre Dame much better than I was giving them credit for heading into the season. And Ohio State a little worse than I had them rated after week one. So my top, I'll give my top seven or eight teams, you know, I was overthinking it today. Um, and that may have been what got me behind from a work perspective. I was thinking about it. Um, but, but right now I have Georgia one. Um, they, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't have Georgia one for like the AP poll has Alabama one. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, how are you going to like, they put so much emphasis on the preseason, the un unknown. I, I, I really don't get it. There's no way you can look at it and not have Georgia over Alabama. But so I have Georgia one, Ohio state two, Alabama three. I have Michigan four, uh, just cause the win was good enough, but I'm concerned with the quarterback play there. Um, so. That's a hesitant four. I have Notre Dame five. Um, like Connor said, they they're 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 anywhere from like the fourth to eighth best team in the country. They, they fall right in that range, um, and they'll be probably a team on the outside looking in at the very end of the year, and they'll probably finish like fifth. Um, but they just. I mean, I saw everything I need to see from Ohio State, so I'm 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 fine there. Um, six, I have Clemson. I just they need to play Cade uh, Klubnick because this yeah, is the scary. only this scared is the only year he'll probably be good. So um, Clemson quarterbacks, it's now been about seven years. Brandon Streeter is the worst quarterback coach, offensive coordinator in college football. I don't know how he still has a job. Nonetheless, still with Clemson. I mean, Trevor Lawrence got worse every year at Clemson, and he was still great his final year, but he, he was still got worse every year. 
DJ was amazing in that one start uh, versus Notre Dame two years ago, and it's just gotten worse every year since. Um, and I think Clemson's offensive line is still a concern, but I, I have them at six. Um, I have Florida at seven. I mean, arguably the third best win on the week, if not second. Um, Anthony Richardson is fun yeah. to watch, man. He uh, he also is oh, like the fifth favorite to win the Heisman, so his hype train is at an all-time high. I honestly don't even take that much away from Utah. I thought that was a great game. I thought Florida was much better team than I gave them credit for slash anticipated. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I dropped Utah to twelve. Um, I don't know what they actually dropped to in the AP poll, but we're going by the Chad Messier poll this year. Um, so I have I have Utah dropped to twelve. I think it. <laughs> On the road in Gainesville in September is like that's not easy. Um, so uh, you know, Florida or Florida, Utah can still win out and make the playoff. Um, so I want to throw that in there. A couple other teams to note Miami put up a 70 piece, I have them at eight. Um, Arkansas, I don't know why there's so much hate towards Arkansas, I don't really understand it. They have a ranked win at home, Cincinnati's still pretty damn good. Um, so I, I have Arkansas at nine and then. AM, I dropped to 10. I just, you know, uh, Jimbo can recruit, but, you know, outside of that one fluky year with Winston at Florida State, I think he's a terrible developer of talent. Um, so I, I don't, I think Texas AM is going to be eight and four again at best, nine and three. So that's my top 10. You have anything to add, John? Gamecocks got to win. That's all I can ask. One and no to start the year. Yeah, have some concerns. Have some really big concerns with the offensive line, but um, we'll see what happens here as we just thrown right in the SEC play on the road against Arkansas. Um, I'm gonna just let let Chad rip his. I'm gonna let him do his thing with the top ten stuff. I don't need to. I'm not gonna give a crack at that. Uh, Chad, that's all you. You you lead the wave the flag for the seventh rounders on that top ten. And what I want to do, Chad, for you is I want to get I want to apply for you to get a vote in that AP poll. I'm going to no, find I a don't... way to get you a vote. <laughs> I mean, on the college football playoff committee. Are you okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do the AP poll. Emphasis on the preseason, I think, is bullshit. And then why 25 teams? Why wouldn't you just you... do a clean, crisp 20 teams? Just do a top 20. I don't need to hear the top 25. So the Chad Messier seventh rounders, Chad Messier poll will be top 20 teams. Um, so. What you're saying is, if I applied you to be a to have a ballot in the AP top 25, you would decline. Should you get approved? I would. Wow, then that's integrity, there, folks. De look up the definition of integrity in the dictionary. It'll be a picture of Chad Messier. I might update the Wikipedia page for integrity. Yeah, hell yeah, you should. Hell um. Yeah, you should. Um, I, I would agree with you though. I think Georgia probably should have been number one in that poll. Um, the SEC had an excellent, excellent day up until LSU's debacle. And I mean, really embarrassing their way to end the week for, for, for Brian Kelly hate and the to boys. See it, don't you? you really hate to see it. I mean, I mean Brian it, Kelly's it, the biggest fucking fraud. You hate to see like it. A, the end of that game felt like a scripted like Disney movie. Like it just it was just insane how the way that everything happened the last four minutes of that game. Um ninety-nine yards in a minute, you go down, 
blocked extra point. After fucking guy muffs the punt, I mean, it was crazy. And then the reporter today, I think it was today the reporter said, uh, I won't be late to your press conference if you win games. So That's crazy. awesome. Yeah. Um, before context, we Brian, Brian Kelly did call out the reporter for being late, and it was a great response. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also wanted to say the UNC Appalachian State game was one of the most insane college football games Crazy. I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'll have more on UNC in my locks of the week. We'll we'll say that. Um, ECU very well should have beat NC State. That's been a trendy pick all preseason. Kicker missed a short, like, 30-yard field goal, and he missed an extra point to tie it. So all in the last two minutes of the game. There were some wild games. I think we talked about those ones. Those Carolina games were going to be crazy to open the day, and they were. They really fucking were. They lived up to the billing. I had the over. That was the easiest bet I hit all weekend was the over in that North Carolina App State game. It hit by, like, beginning of the third quarter. Um, wish they were all like that, but they're not. No, they're not. My uh, my favorite what? win of the, of the weekend, the Georgia-Oregon under-hitting was miraculous because – Georgia was scoring at will, and thank God Oregon didn't find the end zone once. Um, Bo Nix, still Bo Nix. Well, we did say last episode, I asked you, I said, is it going to, the familiarity going to hurt Bo Nix or help Bo Nix or Georgia more? And you said Georgia, and uh, Bo Nix could have used some help out there for sure. Connor, I don't, I don't know if John thought of one, but let's do our, um, our week one All American selections. I'm actually, I texted mine in the group chat earlier. It was going to be, um, Kenny McIntosh, the running back for Georgia, because he's awesome. But I'm changing it. I'm going to another running back in the Atlantic Coastal Conference, and that is our very, Syracuse's very own Sean Tucker, um, in a 31-7 upset win of my or of Louisville. I'm sorry, Sean Tucker had 21 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. It's 4.7 yards per carry for the folks at home. He also added on six receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown, 14.2 yards per reception. Um, he's good. He's a good ball player. Um, he, and, he, and you know what? And you know what? He was pleased with his performance. He was very pleased with his performance. Did he, did he tweet? I didn't see it. Did he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He said it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. God, he's a legend. Um, I love that guy. My nominee well, for week one, uh, I talked about him a little bit already. I will take Anthony Richardson. Beats the number seven team at home. Uh, runs for a few scores. No INTs, no no turnovers. 168 yards passing, 70 completion percentage, as well as 106 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. I'll take him uh, as my week one All-American. Okay. And mine, uh, I did text this actually over the weekend, and I still think it lives true. Uh, transfer portal edition for the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix, quarterback, 26-39, 345 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 27 yards on the ground. Washington wins 45-20. to One of the rare games where the Pac-12 did take care of business this weekend. They did play Kent State. That was my only lock that hit. And is there some bias in that? Maybe. But Penix looked really good out there. And the way the rest of the Pac-12 look, maybe Washington can cause some problems. And you know what? There's a reason it's called seventh rounders, all Americans. Because quite frankly, we can choose whoever the hell we want. 
whoever the fuck we want. He had a great game. I mean, three forty-five yeah. and four touchdowns, no turnovers. That's a great game. First game That's out there. First game. Fun. Will he will he be an All American Player of the Week and and you know what people now dub the important uh, All American list? Probably not. But he's on ours, and that's why we love him. For week one, he he is one of the three for week one. So congratulations to our week one seventh rounders all Americans of the week. Before well we slide to locks of the week, I did just want to mention news wise, Wake quarterback Sam Hartman back. Huge college football news potentially changes the national uh, playoff landscape. I would argue. So that's uh, I'm glad you get him back. Unfortunately to Mr. Clements, it's against Vanderbilt could, could be ugly for the, the Commodores potentially, but we'll slide to week two. The big game of the week obviously is Alabama and Texas, but uh, we do get two games on Friday. Uh, I'll just start here. Cause one of my locks comes on Friday. Okay. I know my weekday lock didn't work last week with the under in Pitt, West Virginia. Was looking good for a while, and then things got crazy in the second half there. Another great game, for the record. Um, I'm going to take Louisville plus six and a half going to Central Florida. Louisville cost me an over against Syracuse this weekend. They got past the 40-yard line five times and fumbled three of them. That's just not going to get the over done. So I think they're better than the result showed last week don't think ucf's that great with john reese Plumley at uh quarterback so i'll take louisville plus six and a half in a friday night tilt okay i'm taking kentucky plus four and a half on the road at florida 7 p.m under the lights um florida coming off a high also under the lights against Utah. Everyone's all, all over Florida. Kentucky gave them problems last year. I believe beat them last year. I didn't look into that, but I know they held Richardson to 25 yards on the ground. They gave him problems. Stoops knows how to game plan against this Florida team. Napier's in the picture now, but close game here. Plus four and a half. I'll take it. Will Levis. Never hurts betting on Will Levis. You know, he's Plus solid. four and a half. Don't forget about Kentucky. They're not an attractive team, but they're very solid. I hate that. I I think that's a great spot for Kentucky. Folks, I hate it so much. Everyone should be on it. I mean, I I haven't come close yet, and I hate it. So take if it. I if if I had asked you before week one if Kentucky or Florida should be favored in week two, you're saying Kentucky. Yeah, I agree. Kentucky won 2013 last year. So I think therefore that's a great play. We're not overreacting, Chad. We said that we're not overreacting. All right. In your mind, I think you're thinking Florida is a legitimate national title contender at this moment. No, I have Florida. And I don't know if that's true. Nine and three, eight and four SEC team. I just like, I think I like Florida more than Kentucky, and I will probably be wrong. But that goes into this is where we, we write the ship, folks. And I'm, I have a strategy this week. Uh, stick with what I know and what I know best, and that's the ACC. So we're going to start. In Atlanta, Georgia, noon on Saturday, ESPNU, North Carolina, traveling to Georgia State. Folks, I love the over. I love the over 65. 
The North Carolina offense is awesome. Their defense is as bad as it gets. John mentioned it briefly last week. Georgia State's a good ball club. Um, top you know, team. So I think Georgia State's going to put up some points. I know they only put up 14 on South Carolina, but this this North Carolina defense is a whole new level of bad. I, the 65, I think it hits very easily here. Okay. Betting on an over-UNC game is never a, uh, a bad idea. Uh, I'm going to go to Chad's alternate alma mater uh, and take Virginia plus five traveling to Champlain, Illinois. Uh, I'll take Brendan Armstrong and the boys. I want to say that Illinois-Indiana game was hideous this past week, and that's just not as bad as the Iowa game. game. Oh, man. That Iowa game was one of the craziest <laughs> games ever. John texted my other group in the third quarter. I have I have to turn this game off. It was that unwatchable. I didn't even bother oh, turning man. it on. Yeah. I had it on for about 10 minutes just to see the slot fest, and it was it was a slop. It was a slot fest. I think both teams averaged uh, two yards a carry uh, in that game. Iowa's only minus three and a half against Iowa State this week, uh, and they've won six straight. I, I considered them for a potential lock, but I don't want to touch them after that offensive performance. Your second so who's lock. Your second? My you... second lock was Virginia. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Against Illinois. And then I okay. went on a little bit of a Big Ten tangent. Chad, listen, I'm staying in that game. I'm staying. I'm staying in Georgia State, UNC. Georgia State now get this one at home, plus seven with the touchdown. Why Give is UNC going to Georgia State to play? Someone answer me that. I don't know. Um but give me Georgia State on the spread. Connor, is it sitting at seven right now? Because it opened all the way at nine. I know it's tumbled a few points. Give me an active line on that, please. It's seven. Yeah, it's sitting seven at pretty much every book. It has dropped to six and a half at FanDuel. Okay, well, we're on it at seven. Folks, lock in Georgia State at seven while you can. My book has it seven and a half, so I'm going to take that now. Um, but officially on the pick page, we'll have it at seven. They might win this game outright. Um, UNC, that game was a, a slop fest with App State. Georgia State, honestly, X's and O's, take special teams out of the equation. Georgia State, you could maybe argue outplayed South Carolina this week. They love these, they love these power five matchups. Sean Elliott gets the boys ready to go. I'm taking an I'm gonna take the money line too, but the official locks at plus seven. Lock it in. Jesus. All right. I was just looking at other games. Wake Forest all the way up to 13 and a half now. Yeah. Sticking in the ACC, we had the 3 30 p.m. on Saturday. Um probably will be drunk by then. ABC in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Probably my favorite matchup of the weekend. Number, what does Chad have him at, at the in the Chad Messier poll? Um, not in the top 20. So we have an unranked matchup between Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> give me the over 66 and a half. Um, 
Tennessee's offense, awesome. I think Pitt's offense is is good. Um, so give give me the over sixty six and a half in Tennessee and Pittsburgh. I need a Pittsburgh, banner. I have eighteenth in the Chad Messier poll, so Pittsburgh is ranked. It is not an unranked matchup. Just to clarify, I needed a T-shirt made almost of. We have an unranked matchup in the Chad Messier poll in quotations because that was gold. Little less lust now that you said that they actually one of them was ranked. <laughs> he even took the time to pause and, and check the rankings just to realize they weren't there to later realize they were there. What a trip. That was crazy. Um, I, I love the play, Chad. I'm going to take that too. I was going to consider that for a lock, but I'm not going to. That is one of the games that I'm most excited for, I think, this weekend. Connor, what's your third lock? My third lock, I like I said, I was considering Iowa, my, Iowa minus three and a half. Probably will still play Iowa minus three and a half, but I will take, um, I will take Arizona plus eleven and a half at home against Mississippi State at eleven p.m. Saturday night. Arizona. Wow, that is- Beat the piss out of San Diego State uh, this past weekend as a six-point dog. I think they're much improved over last year. Uh, So I will gladly take plus 11.5 at home. Why is – And for the first time live on the air, um, there has been an adjustment made to the Chad Messier um, top 20 poll. Um, I have moved NC State out. They were sitting at 20, and I've replaced them with Tennessee. Um, that That's what's so good about my poll is I'm willing to admit when I made a mistake, maybe overlook the team, um, and, and I adjusted. Um, so this will be a ranked matchup now, um, 3.30 on ABC. You got to sharpen up. I do. You got you to sharpen it up. I'm, I'm terrified that. All three of my locks are all underdogs and pretty fat ones at that. So this this could – we could be down in the hole after this one in the standings. But I feel good about them. I feel really good about them. I don't know why okay. Mississippi State playing Arizona to answer your previous question. Really weird that they're going out there. An 11 o'clock game for these Mississippi State guys is going to feel crazy. At 11 o'clock – well, I guess that's Eastern. No, I don't know. That's still crazy in my eyes. Also, another weird matchup but intriguing is Arizona State, Oklahoma State at 730 in Oklahoma yeah. State. I looked at Oklahoma State uh, minus 10.5. I wonder, Chad, did these you- non-conference schedules get finalized before all the realignment news? Or do you think the Pac-12 is intentionally just playing all these other conferences to get looked at? I think that I don't know the answer, and we could research that one a little bit further post show maybe get chad chad do you have an intern or something i i can get time for someone okay all right well we're gonna follow up there that's a good question i don't know i don't know when the out of conference schedules typically finalized i know obviously some of them like those like multi-year series are typically several years in advance but i don't know the one-offs like these seem to be that you don't hear about um, you mean you're not excited for bc alabama in 2035 is that that's a an actual series? Yeah, that's actually happening. Twenty thirty-five. BC is just trying to buy like thirteen years to actually get a program together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> we're behind All schedule. Right. All right, I am going to move to my third lock. 
we'll get back on track. We got a little derailed there. Um, I'm going out west. Uh, it's a weird spot, but last year, 17 and a half point dogs, the Stanford Cardinal beat USC. All right. USC continues to get this just absurd amount of hype. Stanford's at home, plus nine. I'll take it. Let's see what Lincoln can do on his first road game in the Pac 12, 7 30 on ABC. I'll take the Cardinal to cover. Probably not win. That line looked fishy to me. Uh, I actually, when I first saw that line, I liked USC a lot. And then I was like, that's why I, I like, like it. I just don't like betting that Connor. matchup at all. Connor, yeah. Here's another problem. Here's what, here's another thing I'm doing tonight. I'm two and four on these locks and I've loved the picks. So I'm going grungy picks. Like I'm going grungy in the trenches. I don't, if I like the play too much, I'm, I'm, I, that's why I didn't take the over in the Tennessee game. I was like, there's no way I can take this. I have like too much about it. I like, so yeah, I want Stanford. I want Georgia State, and I want fucking Kentucky. Three hideous plays. Will Chad complete the trifecta here? I get. I have given out three underdogs. John has given out three underdogs. Chad could be giving out his third over of the week. So it's going to be a slop fest or a, a gorgeous weekend for the fellas here. So, folks, you know where this one's going from the beginning. We're going to seven p.m. Ohio State uh, team total over. No, no. I'm said I'm sticking in the ACC. I'm sticking in the ACC. Um, we're going to East Hartford, Connecticut, uh, because we're taking the over 49 in Syracuse versus UConn. Folks, this is a big East battle. Um, UConn one and one. Um, not good, but They've scored over twenty, or they've scored twenty or more points in two games. I, they probably haven't done that very often in recent memory. Syracuse offense might be electric. Syracuse might just be good. I might be finding my way up to the Carrier Dome in November, um, but I, forty nine, it's just too low. It's too low. Give me the over. Where are you seeing that as forty nine? I'm seeing fifty one. Connor. The action app says 51. My book actually does have 49 too, Chad. So I'm seeing that as well. Yeah, so the, the app just takes a consensus of all the different books. So there are probably multiple 49s in the market at the moment. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, to recap this hideous week of, uh, of picks here, I am on Louisville plus six and a half, Virginia plus five, and Arizona plus 11 and a half to wrap up Saturday night. John is on <laughs> Kentucky plus four heading to Gainesville. Georgia State four and a half. plus seven. And Stanford plus nine. I like that we have our games are spaced out here. This is nice. It's pretty nice. These are, that's three of the grungiest picks I've ever had in the same week. Probably. Yeah, no question. Um, there's going to be some logos on the board this week that are not usually on the board. Uh, Chad has <laughs> the over 65 in UNC and Georgia State, the over 66 and a half in Tennessee and Pitt, a ranked matchup by the Chad Messier poll, and the over 49 in Syracuse and Yukon. That's about as gross as it gets. 
I love it. Really what fun. was the strategy behind the all all the overs? Just you oh, just because I can't. Clearly, I can't. I'm not even close with the spreads. Like this is me, you know, getting up on a Saturday morning, hungover, and trying to do like a crossword puzzle. Like it's just not happening. Um, there will be spread plays placed on Saturday, but I can't rightfully give the folks at home uh, a spread play right now. It's just it's. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing you um justice. So What's I'm gonna wrong stick, with you? I'm gonna stick with over unders until we figure it out. Um but guess what else we have to pick? We have week one in the National Football League. This is gonna be a shit show. Um strap <laughs> in, put on those harnesses. Folks, I may even fuck around, put together a Chad Messier top ten poll for this. Um, remains to be seen. But as I stated earlier, I'm not doing one based off the preseason. Um, so you won't see this until next week. But a Chad Messier NFL top 10 might be in store. Um, who's ready for football? Professional football, I'm fired up. Absolutely fired up. You know, week ones are tough because I always think I see the board clearly because I've spent literal months studying these teams and sometimes they're just not at all who you thought they were going to be so i'm both in extremely nervous and extremely excited to bet the board on sunday what i was excited about is see if we're all synced up we're all psyched together to figure out what the eye is this week um so keep that in mind as these picks john what are you looking most forward to in the nfl um uh, do you want me to not go with the Dolphins? Yeah. Like, is that too much of a layup? That might be. Um, I'm interested to see. I think week one, you know, is obvious. It's the hardest week. I, I like. I'm looking at the the survivor pool this week. I have no idea who to pick. I feel like any team could. I feel like the Jets can maybe sneak an upset over the Ravens and not win a game the rest of the year. Kind of like how the Jaguars did that two years ago. I think they won week one against like the Colts and then had like one win until week 15. So I'm just interested to see who stands out in week one. I think that's that's really what it's all about. There's a few intriguing divisional games. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati's caught my eye. Um, I think that's going to be a telling game. We seem to all disagree a lot on Pittsburgh this year. Friend of the show, Dave Cardello. We'll see what he's thinking after this game. Mitch Trubisky at the helm. Saints, Falcons, Connor, I don't know where your head's at if you even want to win. I hope you do. Um, I I honestly have zero expectations. I, I just want to see us compete. Uh, that's that's like my only ask. I don't want to see us lose by 40 week one. That'd be you're just along for the ride. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, New England-Miami is a huge game in Miami. We seem to open the year with New England, I think, the last four seasons, it seems like, so it's getting wild. Um, That should be a good game. I cannot wait to see how we utilize the weapons. I don't know what, what I'm about to watch, so pretty pumped. Green Bay-Minnesota, one of the top three, I think, most intriguing games this weekend. Minnesota could be really good, exciting, trendy pick. I picked them to win this division when we did that preview about a month ago now everyone else has picked them 
Nah, I don't like him anymore. Honestly, I don't. So uh, that'll be a good game, though. Kansas City, Arizona, although not a divisional game, really good week one game in Arizona. Pretty big spread for Kansas City to be on the road week one right there. Then we got Las, Ve Las Vegas uh, Chargers divisional game. And Denver, Seattle is not, but that's the uh, Russell Wilson revenge game Monday night football. So there's intriguing matchups all across the league in week one. It's a really good opening slate. Maybe I missed it, but Cleveland, Carolina. Yeah, that, and that's the other revenge game. That's the Baker-Mayfield yeah. revenge game. The Baker-Mayfield revenge game, the Russell Wilson slash Seattle revenge game because that's in Seattle. How are how is he going to get received out there? Boos, applause. It'd be kind of crazy if they booed him. Yeah, it'd be crazy you, if they booed him. You want a Super Bowl, and yeah, yeah, it'd be crazy if they booed him. Um, so that probably won't happen. All right, are we gonna get into it? Yeah, we should start with the Thursday night game. I think. Um, I love the board. I just love it. See, that's what I'm saying about Week One. That's why it's the hardest. Um. Thursday night, Bills Rams, the one of the best matchups we could ask for to open the season. Um, Bills are two and a half point favorites traveling to LA. Over under is fifty two and a half. Uh, I have played the Rams plus two and a half already, and I have also played Isaiah McKenzie over thirty four and a half receiving yards. And finally, Allen Robinson to score a touchdown anytime at plus 150. So I'm bricked up for this game tomorrow. I hate all those. Not actually. That's, I love that. Um, I, I, this isn't a lock, but I do like um, Buffalo minus two. I, I see a little Super Bowl hangover from the Rams. I still think they're probably the Super Bowl favorites, but early to start the year, uh, I like the Bills in the spot. Yeah, not a lock for me. Um, just give me the over. Just give me the points. The people want to see scoring in this game. The people want to see some high-flying offense to start the year out of two th two teams you expect it from. 52.5 feels reasonable that that could go over the total. So that's what I'm going to probably be rooting for. I have a tough time picking the side in this one, which is usually the opposite, but... I uh, I don't I you, you might have talked me into putting putting some bones on the over as well. It just I don't seems like a low all. a low number for these two offenses in week one. Um, yeah, I feel that. I I have a lock. My first lock at the one one p.m. time slot. Uh, I want to take this first before Connor probably might take this. I think he'll love it, but I love the over 42 and a half in New Orleans, Atlanta. Absolutely love it. Um, there's going to be points scored. Jameis out there just throwing it around. Marcus Mariota, dynamic, uh, over 42 and a half. I seriously won't bet a single thing on that game, aside from maybe one or two Falcons guys to score a touchdown. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to expect. There's a chance the Saints shut us out. That defense is low-key really good. So I'm not going to say it's not going to hit. It is a low number, but I will stay away from it. But congrats to you on betting yet another total. Make that four in a row for Chad. Wow. Um, four overs at that. My first lock, John, it was one of the first games John actually mentioned. I love the Steelers plus six and a half. 
going to Cincy. Mm. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't have a full offseason. They're coming off a Super Bowl loss. Divisional game. I actually like that the Steelers are starting Trubisky here, an, an established quarterback. Uh, at least experienced. Established might not be the right word. And uh, a great defense. So I love Pittsburgh plus six and a half here. Connor, that's a that's a sensual lock, as I call them, and I will be joining you as my second lock. Uh, Pittsburgh plus six and a half. Oh, well, I, <laughs> yeah, but we'll get two in a row because he had to mention it'd be weird if you went to a game and then right. he came back to the game, you know? All right, okay. Okay, okay. Uh Baker Mayfield revenge game. Panthers minus one and a half at home here at the bank. Um I just think he's gonna he's just gonna go, he's just gonna ball out. They don't have a quarterback I, right now either, Cleveland. I hate how much I love the Cleveland Browns this week. They are my second lock. So I absolutely love them to go in there with Jacoby Brissett and beat Baker in Carolina. I I I this is purely me just fading the narrative. That is literally all that's my entire reasoning. It's fading the narrative. I feel like everybody's gonna be betting Baker on uh on sunday and i just maybe the nfl pulls something out and they they throw a little script in there you know you never know with the, with with roger but i like cleveland here you might have talked me out of it i just no, I feel like <laughs> i know right now cleveland's got cleveland's only got like 30 percent of the bets going for him right now and i just no, I'm not. I'm I'm sticking with it. I was kidding. I'm 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 they're gonna win that game. McCaffrey, right. I, I think McCaffrey's gonna have a big season. I think he's gonna stay healthy this year. I agree. I'm very high on, on and honestly, I think their defense is pretty solid. The Carolina defense is pretty solid. They could be a scrappy team. Listen, Brian Burns stud. Mm -hmm. Absolute stud. Good secondary. Oh yeah. Um you you get to go again. You're the only one that's not on his second. Okay. Um, a narrative I'm going to fade. And, you know, oh, Mike Rodriguez is going to hate it. Uh, well, I, I I rode the narrative with the, with the Panthers. But I'm going to fade it with the Eagles because I'm going to take the Lions spread plus four at home. Um, something about this Lions team, I don't know if it's the hard knocks effect or – the fact they actually might have a decent squad and seem to be a real fighter of a team last year, especially at home. So I'll take four points for Detroit. I love the Lions this week as well, but I didn't include them in my my locks. Okay. Chad, your third and final lock before we move to the IGAF. I'm going to the Raiders plus three against the Chargers. I I just think the Raiders are a better team. Uh, um, sounds like Waller will play. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Beast. Uh, yeah, give me the Raiders three. I I I just I don't know if I'll bet that game. I I I do lean Raiders as well. Uh, my last lock is the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Washington. Take on the commanders. I actually bet this game two weeks ago at plus three and a half. It's not on to plus two and a half, but I honestly like the Jags to win outright in this one. Um, 
anyone that's listened to previous episodes, I'm very, very, very high on the Jags, and this could go awfully wrong, but I truly am confident in Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence to right the ship this year. Okay. I love that play. I was considering Jacksonville as my third. I will not do that. I'm going to move to a total. I've gone sides this whole time. Sunday night dud. You know, you see Tampa Bay, Dallas. You think this is going to be a big, fun, exciting game. Uh, love the under, under 51. Um, some bad banged up O-lines, uh, whether it be from injury or whether it be from holes, retirements, off-season woes. Um, D-lines might feast. A lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball for both teams, I think. So I'll take the under, 51. I feel like Sunday night football games also tend to go under. Tend to be a little bit more boring in that sense. Maybe not boring with like the end of the game, but the journey. Itself. Something about primetime games early in the year. They just typically go under. Thursday night football is just a different beast. Well, Those just games crazy. are just out of control, yeah. All right. Now we got our, uh, our, our nominees for America's Irrelevant Game of the Week. Uh, I, I'll put forth my my nominee is going to be uh, Indianapolis and Houston. See, I kind of lean Jacksonville and Washington, but obviously we can't take them because it's in our locks. Um, so I will Falcon, be – Falcon Saints is out too because you took the over in that game. What yes. So Connor, I, I was tempted by you know there's something about the the four the four o'clock slot with the irrelevant games of the week. I mean the Giants and the uh, Titans stick out like a sore thumb. That was my pick. All right, That's Giants it. Titans, America's irrelevant game of the week. Uh, majority that- rules. I also I also agree with the four p.m. Uh, thought because i might be down tremendously bad at that point in the day and that game might not be in in my head too much i mean that's a game that should be tucked away like honestly like one i think that should be a one o'clock game that is it's just you know it's a cross divisional and afc south nfc east i don't really care type of matchup um you know what's sad that's probably gonna be on my tv because it's on local cable there that for sure is um, my runner-up would have been Indy Houston, but I'll give a slight edge to the Week One divisional game. Not sure what could happen there; could be exciting. All right. Well, if we're giving picks for this game, I love the Giants here. I'll take them plus five and a half. I think they have a chance to win the ball game. I, I, another total, but I'm going under this time. I, I lean under. What is it? Forty-three and a half. Yep. I am loving both of those plays. Actually, might take both in this game. Actually, could be a fun game to bet on because I really like both the spread and the total. Um, just so Connor doesn't have to make two picks into that same graphic for this, I'm going to take the under 43 and a half. All right. I'm fucking fired up. Um, I also, before we. We get to our last calls. I was uh, I, I got an email for work today for, uh, from Caesars Sportsbook, and these are just some of the wildest betting notes from the offseason that I wanted to share. Uh, the Washington Commanders at 8-1, only team without a bet to finish uh, the season with the best record. 
out of all 32 teams. The only team that haven't received a single bat. The, best record. Uh, the Bills hype train is insane right now. I'd be freaking out if I was a Bills fan. They have 10 times the amount of money, 10 times more money on uh, finishing with a perfect season than every other team in the league, uh, which is crazy. And twice the money than every other team to win the Super Bowl. So if they win this year, the, the books are going to get absolutely slaughtered, which I just, as we know, that doesn't usually happen. What team do you think has the fewest Super Bowl bets out of any team in the league? That's uh, uh, to win the Super Bowl. Um, it's not the Commanders, also. Not the Commanders. That's just to finish with the best record. Best regular um, season. Panthers. Atlanta. Panthers were second. Atlanta number one. At 250 to one, Atlanta has received exactly 0.81% of the total Super Bowl bets. Wow. At Caesar Sportsbooks. Wow, we were right on top of that one. Yeah. Former Falcon Julio Jones, though, does have the most money to lead the league in receiving touchdowns at 75 to 1. These are some um, ridiculously stupid bets people make in droves, huh? Yeah, it's like uh, one of those things. One person, you know, they're like, oh, 75 to 1. Like, here's the value because he could be Tom Brady's number one red zone target in an offense that scores a ton of touchdowns. And then that gets to one person to another, and then suddenly everybody's been it. And then you realize you're on the most public side out there, and you know you're going to lose. Um, Crazy. Last this one was purely for Matt Marzula. Uh, the Packers are the only team that have an exact 50-50 split on their over-under win total. Wow. So people <laughs> really do not know how the hell the Packers are going to be this year, although their That's win total is one. high at 11. They, they have one of the higher win totals. So That's a fun one. Yeah. The fun facts, fun facts segment with Connor. Very good. Well, I think we're going to sail off. I'm exhausted. Um, too exhausted life. to talk about playoff expansion in this one. Maybe next week we can touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a next week conversation. Next week, folks, we haven't forgotten about the 12 team playoff expansion for the college football playoff. We'll just touch on that next week because our, resident college football analyst who apparently has been slacking on the college football Twitter page. Now that I think about it, I haven't seen a tweet from there in a while. Maybe you have to maybe dust that one off for the, uh, for the Chad Messier top 20 poll. <laughs> the poll is going to be bigger than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so we'll get that going again, folks get excited for that. Chad would just tweet at like analysts, I think. <laughs> good yeah. strategy i mean you get people fired up from time to time there are fan bases that hate that account uh remember <laughs> when connor just bodaciously lied about spencer rattler transferring after a game and i had all of Oklahoma he did end up transferring though it wasn't that ridiculous i should i should quote tweet that now and be like jokes on you but I mean, i had i think i had hits out on me from the oklahoma twitter i mean they were just vicariously upset. I know that's not you know what's so funny about Twitter is you can just tweet anything you want. <laughs> you can just say the biggest pieces of shit statements. And Dude, it takes literally one person that's like semi-known in the space to pick it up, and then it's just wildfire on that on that platform. 
But Twitter is also a magnificent pit place in the sense that you got that Charles Barkley thread, you know, a few months ago now. I mean, the the greatest thing that's ever graced Twitter. I might um, watch that again while I, while I go to bed tonight. I get in these weird obsessive stages where I'll watch, you know, the same YouTube video or two dozens of times per week, just bursting out laughing. Usually they're funny. Like I get really addicted to things for like short spans of time wow. on YouTube. Charles Barkley. Oh yeah. I, I've watched that a couple dozen times. Okay. All right. Well, any last calls or is that your last call? That was my last call. I, I, well, I wanted to ask a question about uh, the NFL. When did they stop doing the Monday night doubleheader week one? We only this got one game this year. year. Maybe this year. Damn. This game, is anybody going to be watching Denver-Seattle? I mean, obviously it's week one, so we will be, but what an awful – Currently, I do have – I have Denver as my pick for my survivor pool team. I might change that. It's Again, I'm. it's a really uncomfortable week for survivor pool. I took the Colts. I, I might be too square, but week one, I like just – I, I don't love that. Took one of the better favorites. I think the Colts could knock a lot of people out this week. They did it two years ago when they went on the road at Jacksonville. Divisional game. They're week really one, they're bad off. week one. Really bad they're, week one. They're bad week one, and Davis Mills is a wagon. So I'm I'm not betting against Houston this week. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm taking I, – I, I locked them in, so. And because Russell Wilson is going to get applauded and cheered in Seattle, that makes me like the chances that Denver kills them like they should. From a talent perspective, they should. So you would think anyway. Russ will be extra motivated as well, but he's not the kind of guy I don't think that's going to get too emotional for the moment. He seems pretty pretty robotic when he needs to be. No, if anything, I could see him being a little pissed off going in there. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Not, uh, not pissed off, but uh, definitely a desire to go off. Yeah, I mean, he should. God, he should. He, he wants to cook. Um. Wow, we're 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 so back. I just, it just hit me right now. Um, we are back. Full slate, college NFL. Last call is to just consume responsibly, and I, and that's really just consume football responsibly. Have fun out there. We're fucking back. I fucking cannot up. wait. Um. I'm going to take the same approach I took to college football this weekend. We're going to we're going to ease we're I'm doing my best to ease into the season because I can't be betting the board here and next thing you know there's 20 20 out there. So you just be you know you just got to be a fan of the game, fan of the sport. Fan of the totally sports, student of the game. Anything Sunday. else to add before we get out of here? John, best of luck in Raleigh. I feel I don't I assume you're going for work, so in, enjoy yep. that, dude. Uh Chad, I hope you're not in the office till 8 p.m. tomorrow, but you never know. We'll see. I'm excited for the weekend though. All right. We're one day closer. One day closer. It's almost Wednesday. Wow. 50 minutes away. And with that, we sail off. We'll talk to you all next week. Good night and go Bucks.
Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.